0: Bible times huh what is this episode three episode three I think so we, we uh, keep getting well, better and better I hope so I hope I hope that our two <laughs> listeners <laughs> think it's getting better too Oh so, yeah, Dar-
1: I know it, it'll it'll begin to make its way
0: you yeah know. there's so yeah, much new we're stuff going out there yeah yeah and I gotta get better at the at the producing part and trying to get it on social media you know, we just started a new Twitter, and and uh, we'll see if we can grow that. So, yeah, yeah, man. How you feeling? You feeling good today?
1: Feeling good. Feeling good. Didn't get didn't get as much uh, nap time. I had an insurance company come out. My uh, we had a water issue at the house, so so we had some flooding. Oh downstairs. no! it went downstairs. Oh, no. So <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it, it happens. We, we've owned our home for 13 years, and it's first time we ever had to make a claim. You know, so.
0: We, we just did that with our roof to um, oh, made a roof? claim, and they paid us. Now I just got to get the roof done. I'm debating whether I'm going to do it myself or have <laughs> or have a company come out. So yeah. You the yeah. You ever did a roof before? Yeah, I've done it a roof before. Okay. Yeah. I've done a few. So, and I got a lot of friends that are able-bodied and, uh, and can help out. So, but okay. who knows, man, if it's only, a, if it's not much more to have someone else do it, I'm going to have someone else do it. Cause I don't want to get my, I don't want to get my butt up on that roof if I don't have <laughs> to. <laughs> so, well, let's get into it, huh? Um, kind of short notice. I, you know, I, I gave you, um, on the topic, but I. I think it's an important topic because like me, I think others who are either on the fence about Christianity or aren't saved. Um, you know, I think this question pops up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it, it did to me, especially when I just, when I was in the, in the very beginning reading some of the Bible Um mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think I think it's yeah, I think it's gonna be important for a lot of people. And I I hope uh I hope this reaches out to them. But when do we take the Bible literally and figuratively? You know? Yeah. So, that, so what do you, what do you a, think on that?
1: Very good question. And there are times where we we do both. You know, I, I would say, yeah, there are times where we take the Bible literally, but we also we'll always use common sense. <laughs> <laughs> we will always use common sense. And
0: that's kind we of lost one, art nowadays. two,
1: three, four, four examples. The fourth one is very, very important. <laughs> Can't wait. You know, it's, it's very, very important, but when it comes to reading the Bible, understanding it, and also, uh, the, the interpretation, um, let me share this first scripture. It's just, it's just a couple of things we just need to get on the table when it comes to reading the Bible. And so, number one, uh, I wouldn't say number one, I would say first, second Peter chapter one, verse 20. 2 Peter chapter one, verse 20, and it reads, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation so any scripture that we read, there really is no private interpretation so it it, it can't be like well, I got this and the next and, an, and and another brother or sister, well, I got this and I got this and, and it's it's like their own private interpretation. The Bible says that's not that's not how it works.
0: I gotta stop you real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't mean to get you off, get go you ahead. off your game here, but isn't that what every single church does? Don't they interpret it differently? Isn't that? I mean, you go to you go mm-hmm. to. I, I, I don't want to throw at any churches, but you go to these mainstream churches, and they'll tell you one thing, and then you go to a different church, and, and they interpret it differently. All even different religions interpret this stuff different, right? Right. So, You're so exactly so this- right. And, and
1: and that's a very good question. Give me one second. I was going to use my phone, but look yeah. at my app. It's, it's buffering. So I'm going to go grab my my Bible, my actual yeah, yeah. art cover. And yeah, I'm going I'm to answer that. Hold that thought. You, you can pause yeah. it,
0: okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting so good at uh, editing. I'll just edit this out. It's good practice for me. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. We don't have any yet. <laughs> so if anyone does want to sponsor us, that'd be cool. But you don't have to. Okay.
1: Sorry about that.
0: I don't worry about it. I was just telling so, everybody I'm really good at editing, so so this this'll help me uh also build some skills on that too. So
1: So back to what you were saying, yeah. A lot of churches they they come up with their own interpretation. They come up with their own Denomination, which is really division. We're really not supposed to be divided like that. A couple of scriptures I want to just share that I help. Uh, Who ran up the stairs? Uh, Ephesians, Ephesians, and this is in line with your question. And so, Ephesians chapter four, and if we start at verse number four. It says, there is one body, let's talk about the body of Christ, and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Verse five says, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And so, It keeps saying there's one, 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 one. then the question is, well, why are there so many different interpretations? Why are there so many different opinions and viewpoints? Well, obviously some of these churches, they are not operating with this one spirit, the one body, one faith, one God. And with a denomination, you can create your own belief. So I, I boomerang it back to you. <laughs> if 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 there's supposed to be one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one body, one spirit, we should all be preaching and saying the same things. But sometimes ego get in there. Sometimes tradition gets in there. And then money, you know, sometimes a church are going to preach what people want to hear. Some pastors will preach what what's going to fill up the church. The Bible calls it itching ears. People want to hear just motivational speaking and not necessarily the truth, which is to correct us in our behavior and, and our Christian walk and in our service. So just to recap so far, we, we learned that There's no private interpretation of the scripture. And I just read here that there's really one body, one spirit, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one father who is above all and through all and in you all. So I'm going to say somebody's faking the funk. (laughs) Or, or, Or they simply don't know what they're doing. Maybe they just have a business. Maybe that's a side job for them, but. This is something that is sacred to God.
0: Yeah, and that can be frustrating for, for people like me, because you just you don't know where to go, who to believe. You know, mm-hmm. I'm lucky that me and me and my wife found found you and in your ministry. Um, you guys keep it pretty real, which is which is awesome. But man, I can see getting lost in some of these mega churches, or even the stuff online. You yeah. know, um, you can I could just get lost in that it's stuff out there. Yeah.
1: And just to pinpoint, to be exact, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, the Apostle Paul says, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. And so that shows you that there, there could be 10,000 instructors in Christ. It could be 10,000 people who are saying some good things but every true christian church every true christian believer should be following the apostle paul and as you're following jesus christ through the apostle paul if we got on a cell phone and we called jesus christ in heaven today he would say hey what's going on hey have you read romans through philemon are you listening to the doctrine that i gave the apostle paul Jesus Christ sent him out with this message. We have the doctrine, we have our duty and our destination. You find that Romans to Philemon, the whole Bible is for us. It's all truth. But 2 Timothy 2.15, we are to rightly divide the word of truth. We'll see that's how God is operating today and that's where the power is. So back to your question, Taking it uh, uh, literally. Let's get into some examples and um yeah. we can go from there. Feel free to stop me or whatever. But I got four, four examples. The fourth one, I'm telling you, you gotta get the fourth one right, or else somebody gonna be in the hospital or somebody's gonna die.
0: Oh dang. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> we're getting real today.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. This this one here, when, as soon as you brought the topic, I thought about this fourth one. But I want to build up to it. I don't want to go right to the, to the emergency. Oh, man, so, I can't wait. Let me give you some examples here. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a weak one. Uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 32. Luke chapter 13, verse 32. And this is what the Lord Jesus said during his earthly ministry. And it reads, and he said unto them, go ye and tell that fox, behold, I cast out devils and I do cures to do oh, today and tomorrow and the third day, I shall be perfected. So in that one passage, Luke chapter 13, verse 32, Jesus calls Herod, King Herod, he calls him a fox. It says, tell that fox. And so common sense is saying, okay, is King Herod, is he a real fox, a canine?
0: No. Uh, you're asking sense me, sorry. Is, <laughs> huh? I, I don't know if you're uh, you really asking me or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so, Pastor Jim. <laughs> so common sense is
1: Herod's characteristics are similar to a fox because he is sly and he's cunning just like the animal. So back to our topic, taking the Bible literally. No, he's not a literal fox. And so even Jesus can use certain words to describe something. And, And that's what, when you use common sense, when you read in the Bible, what is it describing? You know what I mean? What's your take on this first example? Is that a... Is that a literal
0: example? No, I know. Or? I think you're right. I mean, even me being a baby Christian, re- I read that, and I, yeah, I, I understand that he's not talking about a literal fox. Um, mm-hmm. That one, like you said, that, you one, that one's pretty funny? straightforward. What's you that? You to hear something funny? Let's hear it. <laughs> All
1: right, I shouldn't be laughing. I know someone. <laughs> I know someone who swears they call human beings, you know, the female dog name, the B word.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they justify it because they say, well, Jesus called Herod a fox, which is a canine.
0: I'm going to call you a canine, you B. Come on.
1: I've seen it. I've seen it.
0: That sounds like someone's just, they're really reaching because they just want to use that word. (laughs) I know. But I guess that's why...
1: fox is part of the canine family, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I guess that's why we're doing this podcast, right? Just in case (laughs) there is someone out there that's that silly.
1: Hey, (laughs) that's a true story. I'm not making it up. That's a true story. Uh,
0: I hope it's someone that I don't know, too. (laughs) No, you don't know. Okay, this this ain't someone at our church, then.
1: (laughs) What literally tried to justify calling people that... They don't like the B word because Jesus called this king a fox, which is a canine, and we know the oh b boy. word the real meaning is a female dog
0: but you know <laughs> i guess i know I know that's kind of a silly that's kind of a silly example right but mm-hmm. but really isn't that kind of what some of these mega churches are doing? They read a passage like that. And then they can interpret it even though, I mean, you know, we'll step away from name calling, but, but they can take a passage and be like, well, look, it says right here. And then yeah. they can say whatever they want. I see that a lot with LGBTQ right now. Right. right? You see there, uh, I've seen a lot of examples of, of them justifying it and saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, it, it, it never said anything about homosexuality being a sin in, in, in the, in the Bible, which it does. But yeah. Yeah. but people read other passages mm-hmm. and then they can justify, nope, that, that's fine. You know, it, yeah. it's fine. Doesn't say it in there. And then these churches go on that. And then mm-hmm. people who attend the churches think, like, well, why would they lie to me? Why yeah. would this pastor be lying to me? You know, it's it could be mind blowing yeah. for someone, especially newer like me. You know, that's yeah. I'm glad I landed in a good church because it can yeah, it can be frustrating.
1: Praise the Lord. And no matter what church you go in, when you read your Bible. Context, context, context always read it's always about the context. Read the whole chapter, you know what I mean yeah, because sometimes the writer they have a a, a reference you know a, a frame of reference in their mind as they're describing something or talking about something, and so a lot of these slick teachers they'll pull one verse out to mean so many different things but if you read the whole context it'll kind of answer itself and you can
0: use common sense yeah
1: all right so was that funny was that a funny one
0: i liked it i liked it (laughs) it's it's uh, pretty extreme huh go ahead sorry i say it's pretty extreme with when you bring up your one of your buddies that that really literally tries the uh, spin Spin the words in the Bible into something just to justify what they want to do, but
1: uh. <laughs> brother Mike, well, hey, Amen. In ministry, man, we we stick together. If some years go by, you're gonna see a lot of crazy stuff. You're gonna hear a lot of crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, it's just well. part of
1: ministry. I I wish I was part of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ's earthly ministry, be one of His disciples, just. To see the things that they went through. I, I think that's why I like that that uh that uh series uh, chosen so much. Oh yeah. Cause it, it kind of just puts you in that that time frame of what they were going through in the in the experiences that they had. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Have you seen uh, kind of off topic, have you mm-hmm. seen all those pictures of what it would be like if you were in those times and you had a cell no. phone and you were taking selfies? No. Oh man, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Are they so it's like or Yeah, kind of memes or just like like someone people went out and took good pictures, but they have like like Jesus and his disciples, like like if Jesus had a cell phone, so he's taking a selfie with all of his disciples. It, it's kind of I mean, it's kind of neat. It's it's kind of cool, you know. I I don't think they're meant to be um I think they're meant to be lighthearted, but I don't think they're meant to be like offensive or anything. It's just kind of they're kind of cool, you know. Everyone's dressed up and and they look real. It looks real, but back in the old day, the old garbage. Yep, yep. I think it was like when maybe right after Jesus uh, walked on water, you know, he came back. So he came, all him and and all his disciples came back, and they're on land, and like, (laughs) hey, we just walked on water, and they took a self Like afterwards, like (laughs) I saw
1: one about Moses. Him doing a selfie saying, I'm going to part the Red Sea
0: today. <laughs> that's, I, probably, that's probably a part of him.
1: <laughs> is it? I, I, yeah. I saw that one. I that was so. funny. Because you, you know, yeah. he, if, if he had that technology back then, he would definitely be posting that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, th- I think those are cute. I think they're funny. <laughs> but anyways, so, Yeah. Sorry to interrupt.
1: <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. So another example, and our topic is, where should we take the Bible literally uh, well, think about this one, Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, and it reads, And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand, right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. So the, ter- well, the expression here, it says, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seem to be pillars, common sense. Are they real pillars that hold up a building? No. Are they marble or iron or whatever the pillars are holding up a building? No, it's a it's a no. figure of, of speech. And it's describing these leaders, their church leaders you know, and, and at that time they were, they were part of the way they were part of the, the, uh, the little flock. And so who seemed to be pillars now, literally, well, they seem to be pillars. What did they turn into pillars? Did they turn into a pillar of salt? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. So what's your, what's your take on that one?
0: No, I think that's a good one too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've heard that term before, you know, you think about a business or whatever, a, a big company. And there's just, you know, some people that, uh, co-workers that stand above others, right? You know, okay. you, you ever work with someone you're like, that person is just really, really a solid person. Yeah. You know, you, you're, I think the, the term would be, man, that, you know, that guy or that gal is a pillar of this company. Like, they're they're mm-hmm. holding it up. You know, they're they're doing a really good job, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense yeah. to me. And, and another
1: thing, Brother Mike, when you study scripture... There's something called a concordance. I don't know if you have that app. Uh, there's an app mm-hmm. called the Strong's Concordance. So you'll take one word like pillar. You'll type it in and it'll show you how many times that word pillar is
0: used in the Bible. I'm going to write that down. Let's let, yep. let's say it one more time for everybody, for all the two people that are listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I use the, the Bible
1: app. It's called the Strong's. Concordance.
0: Strong's Concordance? Yep, Concordance. And
1: it's an app, you say? Yep. And you can literally type in a certain word and it'll show you how many times it's used in the Bible and it'll take you to each scripture. And the reason why I bring it up is when you're studying the Bible, some, oh, not sometimes, a lot of times, the Bible will give you the definition of a certain word. It'll use mm-hmm. the term in different passages, and when you read all of them, you'll get a good understanding of what that word means in the Bible. The dictionary's fine, but some sometimes, or a lot of times, the Bible will define its own words.
0: That's awesome. That, that, that's a huge tool, especially for someone like me. Oh, and so, for me too, man. I, like I, I don't
1: do a sermon without looking at the concordance, so... Uh, definitely use it. It definitely will help interpret the Bible, especially when you're able to see how a word is used throughout the whole Bible. So for another example, uh, Matthew 15, Matthew 15, chapter 15, verses 25 through 27. And the key word here is dogs. And so it says, then came she and worship him saying, Lord, help me. This is a Gentile woman coming to the Lord Jesus and she's saying, help me. Verse 26, but he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And so how would you interpret that? What does that mean? You know, at our church, Valley Ministries, we have that Bible chart up there, right? Yep. And we know that Matthew is part of the Lord's earthly ministry, and that's in the time past system. And so this is part of the law system. And you see Jesus talking to a Gentile woman. There's only two scriptures where he actually... Is having uh, interaction with a Gentile person. That's this Gentile woman and the satirian, uh soldier, the, the Roman soldier, who was a Gentile. But here, here, if we're gonna be talking about literally, she came and she worshipped. She came and worshipped and saying, "Lord, help me." But he, but he answered and said, "It is not meet to take children's take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs." Is he talking about regular dogs? No. Look at verse 27. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's of the table. Throughout, if you look through the concordance, the word dogs is used for describing Gentiles. Okay. And so for him to use the word dogs, he's not saying that these human beings are not humans. He's not saying they're four, you know four-legged dogs, the expression is that dogs were defined as, it's a similar to Gentiles. Gentiles were seen as unclean in the Bible. You hear the word heathens and pagans, they were unclean. The nation of Israel was considered clean or they had the law of God, which was a purification. It was it was it was truth. It was a separation between other nations. You know, there's they're saying so, that in that law, it was so good and righteous. Medical staff, they still go back and look at the law. You know, for a while, people weren't washing their hands before they ate. But God said it a thousand years ago, wash your hands. Or if you're gonna eat food, drain the blood. <laughs> you yeah. know, so what's your take on on Matthew 15? 25 to 27 and dogs if you're is he talking about literal dogs? no it's he's describing the gentiles which were separated or should i say the nation of israel was separated from the other nations which were gentiles and we use that term today jews and gentiles
0: so i guess what kind of popped in my head when you were talking is um i mean jesus literally spoke in parables right and it wasn't all the parables. I mean, they're almost like figures of speech, right? He used a lot of examples like, like that. Like he would, he would try to talk to people and relate different, I guess, what am I looking for? But almost like different situations and try to relate it just to help explain to people to understand. Right. And that's almost, and I suppose in a sense, he kind of, a lot of the things maybe he didn't mean literally, right? But they were figuratively just to help people understand. Is that is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair statement. He put it in there a way that they could relate to it, like farming. He talked about the seeds. Everything he said was true, you know, but uh a parable, it really is a story. But some parables do have uh truth to it when he talked about hell. The parable about a uh, uh, hell yeah. that was a lot of truth to it as as well and so you know that that's why it's so important to study the scriptures you know what I mean
0: yeah, yeah absolutely I,
1: studying it prayer asking God what does this mean getting with the bible teaching pra- pastor that rightly divide getting minds together and praying and and, and searching you know what I mean yeah. Searching for the screw. Well, That's why it's so important. Because it takes work.
0: <laughs> don't I know you it? Know? That's th- this ain't this ain't easy. I thought I thought it's something where you just alright you pick up the Bible and I'm just gonna read the Bible and understand it. No, 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 no. I sit there and I'll read a page like five times. I mm-hmm. just don't understand it. You know, there's mm-hmm. just it, it's it reading the Bible is a very difficult thing. And I'm sure a lot of people hopefully people that listen to this know that they're not alone (laughs) because when I, I think a lot of people struggle. And like you said, I think it's something that needs to be studied, but that's what I'm glad. I'm glad that like you mentioned that, that app, like the Strong's Concordance, because it's stuff Mm -hmm. like that that I need and I'm sure others need to help study. It's a lot of work to read the Mm -hmm. Bible. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately that's why it turns a lot of people off with it too.
1: Now, speaking what you just said is, So important, and and I have to share this. This will be probably square number one. When when you're talking about reading the Bible, studying, this is square number one. I know this for a fact. Uh, Let's go to... Sorry, you might have to edit some of this. (laughs) That's fine. Some of this time gaps.
0: That's all right. Uh... Keeps me on my toes. (laughs) Earlier, I was doing fake sponsors when you were walking downstairs. So (laughs) (laughs) I was playing around.
1: All right. I'm going to go to first Corinthians. And we're going to be covering this in our, in our, in our, our, at
0: our church. So, uh,
1: All right, 1 Corinthians, in chapter 2, this has to be covered or else you will not. I repeat, you will not understand the Bible. Number one, you need to be saved. You need to have the Spirit of God dwelling inside you. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about when you believe the gospel, the Holy Spirit will baptize you into the body of Christ. It's not a water baptism, but you are a part of the body of Christ. You have to be in the body of Christ to get understanding of scriptures. The only scripture a sinner can understand is uh, a scripture or, or the word of God as far as repenting or understanding that, that they are a sinner. They are in desperate need of Jesus and what he did at the cross. Hearing the gospel, a sinner can hear that clearly. But when it comes to interpreting scriptures, don't take my word for it. Let's read here. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'll just start at uh, verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. So God will reveal things to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? Mankind, we can understand a human experience. We can understand earthly things, but it says, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So you gotta have God's Holy Spirit dwelling inside you for you to freely understand or, or, or receive the things that, that has been freely given to us of God. And God wants to give it to us. When a sinner believes the gospel, they're saved. God wants to give us his word. Verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. This Bible is spiritual, so therefore we compare scriptures. Watch this, Brother Mike. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Did you catch that? Yes. So our listeners... If you're just a natural person, which is you're not saved, you're not going to receive the things of the spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So remember I said earlier that we got to make sure this is number one. You got to hear the gospel, believe it, and the Holy Spirit will baptize you into the body of Christ. Now you can receive the things of God. Fifteen. But he that is spiritual judges all things; yet he himself judges no. He, he himself is judge of no man, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So back to our topic. Interpreting the Bible literally, understanding it, looking at the context—if you want to get true meaning from the Word of God, you need to be saved. You need to hear the gospel, believe it, and God will give you His Holy Spirit. He will baptize you into the the body of Christ. Now you can truly study this and get understanding. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, so does that kind of I've heard that, you know, if you're a newer Christian like myself or if you're just truly not studying, I mean, you read through the chapters and it doesn't make sense, right? But the more you pray and the more you want to receive Jesus, the more that those chapters will stand out to you. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, that's just stuff that was kind of I was thinking of when you were reading that and I was following along, but it just kind of popped in my head. I'm like, because I was understanding what you were saying and I probably could. have, I probably read that passage five times and it never (laughs) made sense, you know, but then it's just it's sometimes the stuff just it's almost like it jumps out at you.
1: Oh, it jumps out every time I can I can read. I've been reading these scriptures. Well, you know, I was born in the church, so a
0: lot of scriptures
1: I've heard many times. Yep. You know, and so did you hear my dog? No. Okay. My dog's back there. She kinda yarned.
0: <laughs> she yarned. It, it sounded like a fart, but it
1: was she just she just yarned. I didn't want you to think I farted or something. No. But
0: anyway <laughs> And I wouldn't edit that out either because 'cause that'd have been funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um We all read these scriptures over and every time it's the living word. It's going to, something new is going to jump out. You know what I mean? And you'll learn more about you. You'll get better understanding, you know? And so I wouldn't just say that for our younger Christian, you're not, no, it's even myself who years upon years, I will always be at student level. I will always be learning and studying. You know, our scripture at church Second Timothy two fifteen. Study, study to show thyself.
0: I don't know. Don't don't put, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't put me on the spot. Don't put me on the spot.
1: Study to show thyself a work approved unto God and work with need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth.
0: Yeah. So I second see. Timothy. That's- let me just read
1: it. Let me just read it I think you think you were
0: talking to my wife Tiff, where she knows that she can recite all of that stuff. Rec- and I'm <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person, Pastor Jim.
1: So 2 Timothy 2, 15, it says, Study to show thyself, approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so when you get to this those sixty-six books, there's a division that needs to be made there's different dispensations and the apostle paul makes it very clear how to do that time passed but now ages to come are right, you ready for my, again? Last, my last example of yeah hang on what was it? It's, it's, literally
0: it was second timothy what what was the last second uh, timothy 2 15 okay because now I have to study that so I don't look foolish anymore. <laughs> and I need to recite that. And I need yes. Write that down and study it so I don't look foolish anymore. No, I'm ready. What, what what's your fourth one? I, I'm I want to know now,
1: the fourth one I I mentioned before that we gotta get this one right, or else somebody's going to the hospital and somebody can die.
0: This yeah, that sounds extreme. We gotta if you take I, this scripture literally
1: you either going to die, or you're going to be in the hospital. In fact, can you you got your Bible there? You want to read it? <clears throat>
0: I got it online here, so hang on. So you tell okay. me, hang on. Let me pop this up again. <clears throat> what do, what do we got? Matthew chapter five. Matthew five. In verses twenty seven through thirty. Matthew five. You said twenty seven through thirty. Yep. You got the KJV.
1: For all right, all of our listeners, for to... You got to get this right. You can't take this literally or else you go into the hospital or you're going to die.
0: You want me to read it? Yeah, Go ahead. Tell me if I'm on the right one. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shall not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Now, I added those two
1: in there because I just said, I just want to point out that, man, thank God we're not under this law system anymore. because under the law, there was punishment for just looking upon a woman and lusting after her.
0: So would you, but that was literally then. If we're under the law, is that literally? Yeah, that's literally. That is literally. That's literally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That law was something that human beings could not keep. Nobody could keep it, but Jesus. That law was to point out that you are a sinner and you need a savior. And that right there, will that probably be the number one thing that get most people, you know what I mean? Just looking, you see a beautiful woman and and lusting. You know, those are things, even before you did it, even before it, it went from the eyes to the heart, and even before you had a chance to do it, the law was saying you're
0: guilty already. So would this be taken? So, so I, I really wanted twenty
1: nine and tw- twenty nine and thirty. Uh, but when I'll I was reading to, this, I was to. like, "Oh, I gotta, add, I gotta that-
0: add this in here too." Oh, yep. I, okay. So, yep. So, All right. we'll, so we'll so come 29. back twenty seven, twenty eight for our show. Go ahead and hit twenty nine and thirty. Yep. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Mm -hmm. 30. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast (laughs) it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. So,
1: Brother Mike, you, you break that down for me, 27, 28
0: twenty nine and thirty well so I guess at twenty eight so who ever looketh on a woman to lust after her so I read this, and actually I had this conversation with with someone uh, like maybe a week or two ago, and to me this looketh on a woman to lust. That to me sounds almost like it's a, a a double look, you know. If you see someone attractive, you might look and kind of notice, right? I mean, that's. But it's the way this reads to me is if you look and then you turn away and then you keep looking or you keep and you start having more impure thoughts. That's what that means to me. Mm-hmm. Am I right, or is it literally? I think it's much more
1: because. You know, that In 28, it's, it uses the word lust. According to the Bible, lust means strong desire. Yes. And then what does it say you commit there? What's the last part of that scripture?
0: You're committing adultery. There you go. With her already. <laughs> but but the literal, if we took this literally, this would be like you and I at the mall or outside, and we see an attractive woman, and we just look and for two seconds, and then we've committed adultery. Well, it doesn't say how
1: long, but it's just saying that when you're looking, you're lusting, which is a strong desire, and the key word is adultery. Adultery means sex outside of our marriage. So in our look, no matter how long it is, we're having a strong desire
0: to get into bed with her. So this, to me, literally... It says, looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. I guess it's, so would this, would this mean like you look at a woman, you like the way she looks. So then you follow her on Facebook because you want to keep looking at her. That's more of what this means, right?
1: Well, we got to go with what what the text is saying. The look is you have a strong desire to have adultery with her. Now, if we look at a beautiful woman and say, oh, she's beautiful. Okay, yeah, she's beautiful. You know, we, we're we not blind. We, we, we go to the mall. We go, you're going to see some beautiful yeah. people. Yeah. Right? Yep, absolutely. But if you go beyond acknowledging that they're beautiful and you are having a strong desire to commit adultery, adultery is having sex with them. Yeah. And so one of my tricks is if I see a very beautiful woman, I acknowledge, that yeah, she's beautiful. And then I think about the Lord Jesus Christ. One thing the things that helped me is, well, let's say that she's my sister. That's why you hear me sometimes call brothers and sisters in our church, Brother Mike, Sister Tiff. It reminds me that that's my sister in Christ. Okay. Which means that No, I should not
0: have a strong desire to commit adultery. But someone who would read this, who's never read the Bible before, would be like, so I can't even look at someone because that's a sin? You can't look. You got to
1: go to those two words, lust, which means strong desire, to commit adultery. It's to get them in bed. Okay. Okay, it's to get them in bed. Now, if you can look at them without thinking about getting them in bed, I think you're okay. But the word is saying the words on the page of God's word is saying you're committing adultery because you want to nail them or you want to hit that. You know I, what? What do you say? What, what,
0: what's your old terminology?
1: <laughs> bang nah. I, ain't saying,
0: I ain't saying anything my wife's listening to this so i ain't saying okay saying anything. good good <laughs> i shouldn't even read this passage <laughs> no but, no i i, I totally understand what you're saying hmm? no I, I get what you're saying and and, and it, it puts someone like me at ease who you know maybe if you didn't read the bible you didn't study it you'd be like well how can i i can't even look at a woman like like <laughs> what kind of rules are those you know yeah. but but i think someone would read that and. Who doesn't study? I mean, you and I, you mostly just broke that down because you're you're taking out words and you're you're explaining them. Lust, committed adultery, like those are big key components to that. Right. Whereas, like for me, someone who just reads it, or someone even newer, like if I was to show this to a friend or my dad, you know, someone that doesn't read the Bible, they'd be like, "Whoever look at that, a woman with lust in her in his heart." um has committed adultery. Well, what kind of, that's unfair because I can't even look like, how can you stop that? But, mm-hmm. but I think that's great that you broke it down and be like, no, it does. So I think we take this literal, right? We take this literal, but there's also another component to that, right? So you take things literal or if, um, Take it either literal or, or figuratively, right? Well, we, we, we'll put this in the literal category. We take it literal, but we also have to break down the passage itself. Because we're taking it mm-hmm. literal, but we also have to look at key words yeah. to make it make more sense. Yeah. Context. I think. Because, mm-hmm. because if you t- if I take that literal by just glancing at it, I can't even look at a woman. I've committed yeah. sin. Like, I've lost. And then, it and then if you take...
1: Uh... If you if you take uh, if you don't take twenty nine and thirty literal, then you got a big problem.
0: Yeah, so let's let's go there. Okay, so twenty nine, and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. So break that one down.
1: So based on what we just read in twenty seven and twenty eight, when you're looking on that woman and you're lusting after her. You know, as far as the law was back then, the extreme is what he's saying uh, not literally is, don't look like don't look with that lust to have adultery, pluck it from you, get get that out of, get that out of your your mind or don't even go down that route. If thy right eye offend thee pluck it out and cast it from thee for it is profitable for thee for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell remember how we always talk about at church it was a performance based acceptance system the time passed yes performing that law yes If you're looking on woman and lusting and trying to and and, and thinking about adultery, 29 is saying, Look, cat, if if looking is such a problem, pluck your eyes out because you don't want your whole body to be cast into hell just because of your eyes. And then it goes on and says, If your right hand offend thee in verse 30, cut it off. If you're a thief and you're always taking what's not yours, cut off your hand because it's better or profitable that thee. That one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. So both literal and figuratively, 27 and 28, 29 and 30. Please don't take 29 and 30 literal.
0: <laughs> okay. So they're not okay. Well, I think I think those are really good examples. So 27, 28 are more, are literal, and then the following passages are figuratively, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But in the different dispensation this Matthew, so we know that's in time past, it's the Lord's earthly ministry, it gives you an indication of how perfect that law is. And Israel could not keep it. They couldn't keep it, even though they had the law, they had the, the priests, they had they had the advantage. They couldn't keep it because they were, they found themselves in these categories as well. And so, uh, what does that mean for today? Today, we know we're saved by God's grace. We want to, Paul says, flee loose. He says, flee youthful lust. Flee it. Don't even be around it. He talks about adultery and fornication. He said, these things, it it defiles your marriage. It defiles you. And so he also says, if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You ever heard that scripture before? Yes. Yeah, that's in Galatians. So the key today in our dispensation of grace is to walk in the spirit, the Holy Spirit walking in it, and that will keep us from lusting and having these adultery mindsets. And your the topic that you picked for today is so important because, like you mentioned, most people will see 27, 28, so I can't even look. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: that's, it, it, it's, it, it, there's deeper meaning. It's the look for a lust, a strong desire to have it's a it's fornication if you're not married, it's adultery if you are married. And that's the law system in time past in Matthew. Paul tells us that in Romans, we're not under the law anymore, we're under grace. But grace doesn't mean that it's grace is far stronger than the law.
0: Because yeah, it's not God's a free phrase Huh? It's not a free-for-all just because we're we're living in grace. It's not a free-for-all.
1: God's grace motivates you to do this. His grace motivates us to live a a life that glorifies him, a life that we walk in the spirit, and we're growing in Christ. The the grace is a far better power. The law system, people will just fail. They will fail with the law. The law can never keep people. All the law did was condemn them and told them that you're a sinner and you did this. And, and, and the law's job was to bring you to Christ, bring you to the foot of the cross. And the moment you trust Christ as your Savior, God, will, the Holy Spirit will baptize you to the body of Christ. And now you're sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. Something they did not have back in Matthew.
0: So it looks like we only got a couple minutes left, right? Yep. I think you got to go about... One thirty. Yep. <laughs> so I got something real quick. If you got time, if you got go time, because go I had some notes, Go ahead. and and I, I just want to, and we just we could do it real quick. Okay. But like some things that I think about, and I'm kind of a weird person, so this stuff kind of <laughs> the weird stuff pops out. So like angels. Okay. We see them in movies. They look like humans with wings. Mm-hmm. Some of the pictures we've seen. Are you know, they have armor on, they look like knights, warriors. But let's in Ezekiel 1:16. Mm-hmm. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like chiselite, chrysolite. And all four looked alike. Each appearance each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. Now, I've looked at some other things and, you know, you go, you go deep on the internet and it shows you like what people think angels might've looked like. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it, they look nothing like humans. They look like a wheel. They literally, like people, and I think there's other passages too, where it describes, I mean, they, they don't look anything like, like what we think angels are, right? Mm -hmm. What's your quick take on that?
1: Uh, my quick take is, I believe that they can take different forms. There's plenty of scriptures where they took on human form. Okay. Um, when Jesus... So would you uh, say that's
0: literal? though? So when, when we talk about how they look like wheels with... And I, I had it written down, but they had... I don't know how many eyes they had a bunch of eyes and they had different lights and, and it was, it almost sounds like a UFO and <laughs> it's kind of how okay. they're described. So do you think that's literal?
1: That's a good question. I think Ezekiel is trying his best in the vocabulary of his day to express what he saw, the vision that he saw. Okay. And it, it's answer. in that form that he, he saw also, the the Bible talks about angels as far as stars being angels almost.
0: Okay. Or, or lights. And then real quick too, just before mm-hmm. we go, Revelations, go Revelations. Okay. That whole thing, that whole chapter just sounds like a weird dream, <laughs> right? The whole book? It's the whole book of Revelations is, it just sounds, it's nothing like, it it looks like like almost like a sci fi movie, right? The way it reads. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that a lot of the stuff in that chapter is literal, or like figuratively? Some if you of can give an example,
1: I would say a lot of it is uh, symbol symbolism 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 symbolism, and it's spiritual, and it's also in the future. Now, brother Mike, the Book of Daniel <laughs> and Revelation, there are some huge connections about the future. And a lot of trouble that we run into is we try to understand what the future will be like. But actually, those in that time frame, they're going to understand it exactly. Okay. Um, Your wife, actually, she texted me a question about Revelation and I read it and I didn't understand it. And then it, it hit me. She wanted to know about a certain area. uh, It was about around the throne. And it was, I think it was like martyrs, you know, and and she wouldn't know where was this and who were they? But uh, the first part of the chapter, it said that God opened a seal. (laughs) Okay. God opened a seal to describe this one scene. And I was like, we don't know what these seals are. We, 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 it's impossible for us to understand it. But God does, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think sometimes we have to really, uh, you know, read it to know what it says. But if we don't get the full understanding, it, it really is not a huge, a huge deal. Because some of these things are going to happen in the future. And we won't get it, but those who are in that time frame, they will. They will get it. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, it, I guess the thing is, it was, it was John who wrote the book of Revelations, correct?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So he, I mean, I, I guess I've heard it, and maybe you have even said this that the way, and because he's seeing stuff in the future, mm-hmm. so. To him, that's the only way he could describe that stuff because he's never seen anything like it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like if we would have showed him a phone, I, like an iPhone 12, how would he have described it? You know, it may, it may have sounded like some really sorcerous thing yeah. back then. But to us, it's like, ah, oh, it's a phone. It's a phone, dude. Let me let me, <laughs>
1: me show this one. This is what the one your wife texted me about, and we kind of studied it together. It's uh, Revelation 6 chapter six and then her question was
0: revelation verse, six, you said
1: yeah revelation chapter six and her question was uh verse nine and ten and eleven she was like who are these people where is this but then i had to go back and if you look at verse one it says and i saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. So he's opening these seals and we, we don't know where, when, how, but these seals is what really look at verse nine, look at verse nine. And when he had opened the fifth, what seal, Still, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And so your wife was like, Who are these people? (laughs) But I was like, Sister Tim, look at verse 9. And he opened the fifth seal. I, we don't know what's in these seals.
0: <laughs> if, if we can't explain the first part, there's no way we can explain the second part, <laughs> right? Hey,
1: if you can find a Bible teacher who knows what these seals are and where they come from, and the location and who sent it my way, I would love to know more.
0: <laughs> but ain't that the scary part? Ain't doesn't this kind of tie back to what what we started with? Is that anybody could any church can read this and be like oh i know what a seal is and then they explain <laughs> it to you but do they really but then someone like me be like oh that's right that that guy knows what he's talking about but does he mm. i don't know <laughs> hey get-
1: i don't know I'm, i've been studying for years yeah i think this seal is only only god is opening it and only he knows you know he knows who when what how and and so she wanted to know the location. I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, sis, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's a seal that was open. Yeah,
1: and I think if the seal's not open, nobody knows. You know, and this is all future-based, so I wouldn't beat myself up with all this because this is the future. We'll be in the we'll be in the heavenly places. You know, but. Those who are in in this time, they're going
0: to (laughs) know. We'll be watching on TV, hopefully, on on a TV-style thing, watching, right? So, well, I tell you what, man, this is all good stuff. I think this is my favorite episode by far. Oh, praise Um, God. I I think it was really good stuff, and I hope others enjoy it, too. So, um, yeah, man. Do you you, uh, since you're so good at it, do you want to end us with, with a prayer? <laughs> you're so good at it.
1: Sure, sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time in your word. Bible times with Brother Jim, Brother Mike. And we just pray for our, all of our listeners. Those who are listening for the first time, we pray that they learned something that they did probably know before or was reminded of something that they knew before, but kind of forgot about it. And Lord, obviously, uh, the question of our topic today was, when do we take the Bible literally? First and foremost, we want to be saved. We want to be in the body of Christ. We want your Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us. We know that there's no private interpretation. And we know that for all the churches who are really in Christ, it's one Lord, one baptism, one God, one spirit. You know, it should be a oneness and a unity that we should have together. And so, Lord, we just pray that your word is magnified, that we can apply what we learn in our everyday life. And, Lord, I want to say say thank you for those who are listening and those who happen to discover us uh, having a podcast that is simply about you and your word as we study it, as we dissect it, as we try to learn it and apply it to our Christian walk, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, and we all said together, Amen.
0: Amen.